coming. Pass is picked off. He's going to go looking again, and it's picked off by Stephon Gilmore down on the right sideline. Into the end zone, and he's picked off. Back the other way. I mean, like I said earlier, I'm not going to be the most insightful. Me, argue my insights anyway. Jazz can uh, talk about the golf. That was pretty good. I was annoyed yeah. McElroy won, but good for him. Hoping for a playoff, didn't get one. I'm kind of hoping for the NFL playoffs at this point. Yeah, I regular think season football is really so terrible. I, I just have to remind myself just how much I wanted football to come back. It's still, it's still good, but it's not this, like the last couple of years, is it? This is why I kind of like all the people that were like, "Oh my god, football's back! It's amazing!" When it was like hard knocks and all that kind of stuff, and they're all there, and they can't yet accept to say that this season is really bad they're all still like oh my god but it's amazing isn't it like oh i can't believe it oh look at matt ryan putting up the yards oh my god and you're just like mm, yeah oh okay yeah, like yeah. come on you know um, i'm with just, you I'm, just, we're together we're together let's not let's not let's not sit real shots let's not sit in this place where we can't it's great to have american football every week and you know seven hours of commercial free football is great it's just that Thursday night football's turned into three hours of touchdown free football and the seven hours of commercial free football has turned into uh, my go, you go, my go, you go in terms <laughs> of turnover of possession. It's ridiculous. Right? There is a lot of trash this year. and I mean, you just have to look at the records of the teams. We're at the, the Seahawks are winning in the NFC West with a four and three record. The, the Bucks three and four with a losing record winning. Granted, the NFC East is doing very well. And the NFC North of the Vikings at five and one. And then the AFC West, Chiefs at five and two, Titans at four and two, but not really a resounding four and two. Shane, Vereen, and Shane Vereen should already be doing the press ups for us. And somehow yeah. the Saints are in this season. Well, the Saints could go on a run. They're, they're, they're one game back. Place, so. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like <laughs> I don't want to count our chickens with that yet, to be any, honest. Any nope. other season, Shane should already be like putting the towel in and being like yeah okay you guys like you got me i got in too too hyped about it and instead they're a game back yeah, yeah. and i mean i think uh, uh, jazz, put it... jazz by the way special special message from him uh i'm dreading the next podcast you guys and especially jazz are going to kill me <laughs> and i deserve it <laughs> oh, no, no no we'll go easy <laughs> We'll let, well, him, let's, uh, let him repent. Let's just wait and see first, right? I yeah, mean, who's going to win the change. South? Like, the, you know, I was crowing about the, Could be the Falcons last week, and then we got murdered against the Bengals. Yeah. Um, <laughs> for good reason. I'll tell you what, a team that is feels like they're actually sorting things out and putting some games together is the Bengals. They Maybe. looked so... Everything was so easy. Like, I know the Falcons were super banged up, but they've been doing this for a few that. weeks now. I think he's like Burrow's like thirteen touchdowns to one interception over the last yeah like three or four, four weeks. Four touchdowns in four drives last week was just yeah. outrageous. Helped. Just so naughty. But so naughty. even then though, the Bengals when they go when they score four touchdowns in the first four drives and you're like, oh cool, foot on the throat kind of game. Mm. Let's let's kill them off. And it it never got better than that. It was never like we're gonna freaking dom. It, it was a, they didn't need to though. They did. They they shut the Falcons out in it, the second half. Yeah, it was a good victory, but I I was just still a bit like you know last season's Bengals and maybe you know latter part of the season 
last season Bengals wouldn't have just had those four touchdowns and then like eased off as much as they did I would have think they would have gone more for the jugular so it is great to yeah. see like Chase Burrow that connection working and it was all triggered I think or a lot of the excitement around that was triggered by last weekend or the weekend before's uh, kind of game winning touchdown against the Saints that they had back in mm-hmm. New Orleans but like I'm still waiting for just a little bit more. I'm still like, I'm not really ready to hitch onto the Bengals bandwagon just yet because every single person's bandwagon has been so freaking rickety all this season. I wouldn't hitch to any bandwagon right now, no. apart from the Eagles. Stick on well, got. Bills and Chiefs and Eagles yeah. and then everybody else can't string. Hey, the New York Jets together. are doing well. Let's not count the Jets right now. Yeah, at least the Jets are like interesting to watch. Yeah, because you're not expecting much from them. And then when they do something, you're impressed. Well, their defense they has lost been their running back, which awesome. sucks. Yeah, that's a bit. But they've just brought in James Robinson from the Jacksonville Jaguars. So, yeah. Okay. And they've got Carter, who's a good backup. Yeah. I would so. like to point out that prior to the season, I did say the Jets' draft was really good and Brees Hall would probably be a really good running back. I would like to mention also that my opinion on this was based on watching someone play Madden 21, <laughs> 22. I think they drafted him as a rookie and he was like offensive rookie of the year and MVP of the league three years in a row. So I'm not trying to say that I knew everything, but it's pretty good. I mean, you, you like could a... have just left it at the first part of what you were saying rather than bringing it Oh, no, I do want to blow that makes too you, much. That makes it sound like you just kind of lucked into a good Yeah, opinion. I, I want to I make sure I get that in there, that I was clever, but also You didn't lucky need to, to do that, though. You, yeah, you, but have just, you could have just been like, I called it. You weren't clever. Would, I would have been like, yeah, fine. You weren't clever because you're saying so that the basis, well, hey, the basis of your clever statement was watching a video game, which isn't clever because that's not real. So well, you're saying you're clever, but it's not a clever statement because the whole thought process behind it is, I like Madden. So. Well, I don't anymore, but and time when I was watching it. And did, did your super awesome prediction predict that he would be injured at week six? I mean. No, I didn't even see the injuries. I couldn't even give you my doctor opinion. Oh, God. Terrible. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's awful. It's slacking. Like, so like you don't even care anymore, Jazz. <laughs> I've got to be deadly honest. This season's tested my patience. Because every week when we sit down and start red zone or try and watch the, the Thursday night football highlights, kind of last week's game wasn't so bad. It's just piss poor. Mm-hmm. It's piss poor. It's boring. And I think that Dave summed it up the best when the Bears beat the Patriots by a decent margin. The NFL is drunk this year. Oh god! It's had too many drinks. It needs to go to sleep. It needs to wake itself up again. Feeling better. Feeling sprightly. Getting going. We're just all these zombie teams. Teams like the Bears that are just, they'll be awful. They'll be the worst team in the NFL. And then the next week, they'll go and beat the Patriots somehow. Yeah. And you kind of thought before they lost to the Bears that the Patriots are like, oh, maybe they're climbing out of the hole. Zappy looks fine. Mm-hmm. Maybe they won't have to go back to Mac Jones. The defense seems to be pulling together. <laughs> they go and get waxed. waxed how are you supposed to know? I mean, how are you supposed <clears throat> to win a bet? On yeah, this stuff. It's impossible. <laughs> well, I came that... closer last week than the, uh, every other week so far. The Green Bay Packers oh, have terrible. lost three straight to the two New York teams and the Washington Commanders. Yeah. Yet <laughs> before that before that string of three losses, they beat the New England Patriots, which makes sense in my head. Like Packers, Patriots, traditionally, you know, mm. close game, 24-27. Then the then the Patriots shut out what was one of the best offenses in football with the Detroit Lions. They shut down a Cleveland Browns team that's had so much kind of positivity still pushed around it, even though everything that's gone on with the 
QB and it's Jacoby Brissett taking on that offense at the moment. And then they lose to the Bears, who are one of the worst teams to watch in football. Mm-hmm. Like nothing makes sense. Yeah. Any given Sunday has never been more truer, to be honest. Yeah. More truer, more true. Sorry, that's terrible English. More true. Simply because you literally don't know on a week by week basis who's going to win. So last week's game is a good ex- last week's game. Sorry, a good example. I think there was eight underdogs that won last week. Yeah, the, Car- <laughs> the Carolina that's Panthers. Unheard of. Bre- yeah, yeah the Panthers. Panthers. What? Don't beat the Bucks. That was my safe bet out of my six. Yeah. I was like, yeah. oh, get the Bucks in there. You know, I'm already I'm already pushing into the seventies. But you know, no. I've, imp- I've impressed the guys. I've impressed yeah. Christian. Christian's given us crap right about like, oh, you went for the Colts over the Titans or whatever. But Bucks Panthers, everybody's like, yeah, it's an easy win. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, well, it should be. Mike Evans didn't do himself yeah. any favors with that. No, I, I I didn't see it when you got. I saw the messages you were typing them as I was driving. One of the worst drops of the year. That was, was it was terrible, shocking. I don't know, especially what could that have wide happened. open. I almost, I thought at one point on the first view that he'd knocked it on, like he had it in his hands and his high knee had knocked into it. Yeah. And knocked it out. And it wasn't even that. It was just... Uh, uh. And to yeah. be honest, at that point, like it's a nothing-nothing game. Mike Evans takes a huge one straight to the house. I think it would have been like a 50, 60-yard touchdown. It was 65. And you're like, oh, like Bucks establishing an easy touchdown, setting the tone for the game. May have been a complete different ball game if that gets caught and instead it did gets you, dropped they go out <sighs> did you guys watch talking about entertaining games did you guys watch the 49ers chiefs some of it yeah because that it, was it, good. it was entertaining in that the chiefs played really good football like the niners tried to hang with them as long as possible but, yeah like, that's what made entertaining the first half the, the, the yeah. chiefs are on that another level above the rest. i know well i like watching the chiefs anyway i love watching patrick mahomes so you get to enjoy that in the second half of them going wild and then the first half was a tight game there's lots of turnovers it's 14 13 going into the half and then they just went nuts and that's the only thing that you can say about the bills and the eagles and the chiefs is that they have that ability when they get going and they get that energy other teams in the NFL don't seem to be able to put apply the same pressure where suddenly they'll just run away with the game by 20 points. But those three teams can do it. They only need one quarter and they're away. They're winning yeah, by 20 points. Yeah. And, the other, and the other team's like, what, what just happened? <laughs> I, I, I'm still not, I still can't put the Eagles in that same bracket as the Bills and the Chiefs. I would. I mean, they're like the kind of, you know, 1B to those two. But yeah. they can do that. We've seen them. They're, they're well, exactly the NFC that number kind one of team. team, isn't it? You yeah. said that they yeah. can't. They can't string four quarters together, but they don't need to necessarily. <laughs> I mean, they you have one quarter to, where you yeah. score three touchdowns. Yeah, and you shut another, and you keep another side out or limit them to like yeah. a field goal or something. Yeah, one quarter of twenty-one to three works out pretty nicely. Yeah, unless you're the Falcons and Super Bowl. Yeah. Oh really? Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. come on, Jess. Get it together. Let's just let's just not anoint someone a winner of a game if they get twenty-one-three in a, a quarter. Still three quarters to play. It's true. Yeah, you can add another well, touchdown on that, and the Falcons can still blow it. In fairness, <laughs> yeah, that was good. They got five hundred. Just having a look at the stats from the Chiefs game: five hundred and twenty-nine total yards of offense. MVS got hundred, I think, for the first time as a Chief. Juju got a touchdown and over hundred yards. Hardman was being used like Debo Samuel. Did you see that? He got two touchdowns on end arounds. 
Yeah, and they, then another they, one, like a short pass. He got three touchdowns and he had 25 yards. They have in the past, and particularly with Tyreek going, Nicole's probably the faster of all the receivers there in Kansas now. So it's no surprise to see him having a lot of those pre-snap motions and getting used on things like the Jets and stuff just because that's what Tyreek did and that's what he had yeah. done in the past with that offense. So, And, and Andy Reid loves to do that and has done that a lot in the last few seasons with the Chiefs, so... But yeah, but it, it, it's nice to see them getting that amount of balance from their offense where everybody's eating. Clyde Edwards Hilaire got a touchdown. Mm. I think he had over 50 yards. They they got 90 yards odd from Kelsey, but he was an afterthought almost because the other players were stepping up so much. Juju played well. It's, yeah, it's just it's all there for them, you know. They've got it's that nice ability them. of like they've got enough players that we can beat you with a different guy if you lock down on the other guy kind of thing, which is it's it's kind of like what I was saying in the off season, but you guys listen to it. I'll admit I mean, they have surprised me, and then I will also admit their defense has surprised me also. But there's plenty of time still. That can explode. I hope so. <laughs> so I mean Patrick Mahomes is the best player in the NFL at the moment. Yeah, he is, yeah. Yeah. But hopefully, Jazz, you look you look like you're quizzing that. Don't know if I agree with that. Who's who's better? Based on form, I think you'd have an argument with Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts. Not Jalen Hurts isn't on that Patrick Mahomes level at all this season. I think if you look at an MVP voting right now, I think he'd be right up there. I think he would be up there at the moment, but I think third. I think Mahomes is the better out of that trio. If you base it on the My entire way. body of work, without question, but if you base it on this current season only, I think you base it on this season as well. Like primetime games this year, Mahomes has been lights out with these weird, fucking crazy ability to create space for himself, evade a rush. Josh Allen is maybe doing similar, but not as easy on the eye because Allen is more the I'm 6'6, six, six, I'll just run through the guy to prevent mm. that. Obviously, he had that beautiful hurdle against the Chiefs the other week, but Mahomes is playing with like this just. It's a weird statement to use, but grace. He's playing with great grace on the football field to evade the tackle. It's an easy on the eye player to watch. And I think that's, and therefore it looks more flashy as well. So I think that will take him up another level from those two. Fair enough. I just add in a a little bit of kind of additional thoughts as to what you could say. I really hope we just see those two in the championship game. If you want to skip ahead, just take a nap until the end of January and we get to watch those two going at it. Well, everybody else is taking a nap. Honestly. <laughs> like, the Green Bay Packers, oh. it's so fun to watch such an arrogant fan base <laughs> get so brought down to earth with this. Yeah, it's the worst they've been in a long time. Disaster. Probably since Rogers took over from Favre. Yeah. They had that year where he was injured and they didn't have a good year. That was like... Four years Still ago, won a it? good amount of games, even with Brett Hundley, Brett Hundley at quarterback. Quarterbacks, right? Yeah, did they win? What did, 10 they, games, get? Maybe? What did they get? I don't think. I don't think they got to ten. Maybe got to nine. But you can't class that because expectations get reset when your Starting star QB quarterback like goes down. So you can't judge them on that. So it really is like the worst they've played. Seven and nine. There you go. Seven, it's almost nine, like nine. getting rid of your star wide receiver and then bringing no one else in is a bad thing for an offense. Weird. Yeah, it's like having two of the best running backs, arguably in the league, arguably the best running back pairing, and you run the ball 12 times in a game. Doesn't work. 
especially with a coach like Lafleur who loves to run the ball. That's the other question mark. Unless, of course, you have the issue like you had in um, with Wentz at the Colts, where he just kept on checking out of runs into pass plays. Well, I have been wondering this about Aaron Rodgers. If if he is in a mindset, I have no idea. It was just something that I was kind of thinking of. Like he gets the call in, and then he just decides to run what he wants to do. Because you do, you trust like a, a guy like him. Football very smart maybe is more intelligent the end than the average NFL player in general. Maybe he's got that like arrogance to some extent because Mm -hmm. he is Aaron Rodgers. So he thinks, no, I know better in a lot of situations. I just, I just wonder how often he does move it away from a run. I mean, the other thing is you can't run well, or it's more difficult to run really well out of the shotgun and they play out of the gun every other, like what? 11 out of 12 downs like it's better you look at the you look at the giants they they run reasonably well out of the gun but their best the best rushes that barkley tends to get is either him taking out the wildcat or taking that kind of single back i form offense with uh daniel jones under center and so you've got two really good running backs that would be far more beneficial for them to play out of single back or i and have a traditional drop back run. I mean, I'm, I sound like the, I don't want these players coming out of the shotgun. I want them. <laughs> you got to be under center as a quarterback. It limits the, the damage that can be done on the handoff. Like real old school traditionalist. But I, I do. I think if you've got a really good running game, you're better off running out of the iron single back and, and with a QB under center to make the handoff snappier. So that was one of the arguments that when Big Ben had his last few seasons, why the running game was so poor because he wanted to play under shotgun the entire time. So you lost the ability to have the play-action fakes were never quite as good. The running back was always starting from a much more of a static start to get the ball rather than coming onto it at pace. Um, Granted, you argue about running back standards we had at those points when Bella had gone. Offensive line was still good, but just wasn't making holes. So there's other things that come into it. Also, teams kind of knew Ben wasn't going to try and stretch the field so they could try and condense the field down. But I agree. It is one of those ones where it would make more sense to have more steps into the handoff to try and generate some power before you've got a hold of it rather than coming from pretty much a static start. Yeah, it just makes like sense. real basic footballing sense. With the Packers, if they keep if they go this badly this year, is Lafleur in trouble? And Surely if not. you're if your management at the Green Bay Packers do you move on from Rogers before you move on from Lafleur because Rogers is pushing forty? I think I saw somewhere like a silly theory that the Vikings should trade for Rogers. <laughs> because I, I think if you put Aaron, if given the way the rest of the Vikings is playing, if you put Aaron Rodgers on there and you give him Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen to throw to, he probably throws for ample yards and with Cook as well and Irv Smith at tight end. As long as he gets the trust. I mean, he's still he's throwing badly this year. He I was going to say, like he's, he's, all of his statements after games, and he, he did it again this week, were about the players around him and I don't think he's taking a lot of responsibility for how he's playing for a for a guy who's been back-to-back MVP I think that he should be accepting some of the blame here like he's got young wide receivers that are inexperienced and unproven taking shots at them and shots at the coaching staff like there's a lot of blame to go around but he should be taking his fair share of it as well right yeah, I did think I saw a stat this week where Romeo Dobbs had been 
sent out on a route running play on maybe 85% of the Packers passing plays and got targeted four times. <laughs> and he was their number one receiver based on the number of snaps he took My running God. routes. I think he also they're failed. gonna get killed against the Bills, aren't they? I think what he also a terrible had like six them. drops this week though, or something like that, wasn't it? Like his his statistics this week were horrendous in, in terms of like percentage Dobbs. of bringing them in. Yeah. Oh, I didn't see that bit. I just saw that targeted bit. But yeah. I can't remember the exact stats. Oh, there we go. Romeo Dobbs, four targets, zero receptions, zero yards, zero TDs. Yeah, there you go. this week. Yeah. Brutal. But the thing is, just because you have a target doesn't mean it was a ball that was catchable. No, for sure. And there are definitely. And that's, that's what I mean about Rogers playing bad is that you have a look yeah. at the number of balls that he's overthrown and underthrown this season. He's been three yards off on so many. I mean, kind of same with Brady. Like I know we we're talking about the Evans one that was poor, but like Brady's missing throws over the it's middle. They had a really good life. Yeah, they had a really good um, kind of breakdown of it actually during part of the game. I think last week where they were just talking about, or even the build up to the game, and they were just talking about how like. He's got receivers in like 10 yards of space that he's underthrowing and throwing dead balls into the ground for. Not every time, but considering what we expect from a Tom Brady arm and what yeah. the mm. high level he's been able to put up, no chance. It's funny that last week we were talking about it with Christian, how the Bucks just don't look the same as yeah. they have the last two, two years. And you can tell just the personnel haven't changed that much, but it's everything seems so hard for them mm. and normally it's just like first down first down first down score <laughs> like it's not that it's just it moves so easily and if the offense is having they haven't always lit the world alight but if the offense is struggling then the defense picks up the slack and vice versa and at the moment nothing is clicking it's just really funny that we were talking about that last week and then they go and lose to the panthers which were like pj walker for the win baby challenge. incredible I hope he stays Probably. the Panthers QB and keeps uh, Donald and Mayfield on the bench. Yeah, that'd be funny. I don't think any of That's us had brilliant. PJ Walker being the <laughs> starting quarterback this year for the Carolina Panthers. Well, they're playing the Falcons this week. So, I mean, if the Falcons don't get healthy, I mean, the moment, and one of the reasons we got so slammed by the Bengals was we're missing Casey Hayward, starting corner, where Hawkins, our strong safety, AJ Terrell went out. I think he's going to come back. Hopefully, he's like one of our best players. Mm. And then D. Alford. So that's an entire secondary that's out. We had a guy who's on the Pactus squad on Friday and then played Sunday. Well, you, so you it was a little wonder that we got burnt so badly. It had that against yeah. the against the Niners with so many people dropping out in the secondary as well. And it was, and they were talking about how Jimmy G yeah. should like you know go and target the new guy that's just come in and everything. And he was so bad, he wasn't able to do it, unfortunately. But it was like the worry for the last two weeks has been like, if, if teams can find a lock-in on your even more depleted uh, secondary now, it's going to be a real trouble. Like the yeah, guys in front so... are going to have to start getting some real pressure without getting flagged for QB hits. So. <laughs> well, there's that. And I mean, the, it was just the worst matchup because Burrow's so good against the Blitz. And that's what Dean Pease has been doing so well this year. It's what he's known for is sending the house all the time. So when you have that and you don't have a secondary, I mean, no wonder it ended so lopsided. And you've got Jamar Chase, T Higgins and Tyler. They were awesome as well. Like, I mean, you know, whatever, like I knew so quickly that the Falcons were going to lose that game that I did still enjoy watching the Bengals. 
because it was amazing seeing and just as a football fan seeing those three players all step up at the same time and just shred they're still like a nice enough team the bengals like there's nothing really that you can dislike about i know exactly like, yeah, yeah okay I know. if you go and play yeah. really good football i can enjoy <laughs> watching you win yeah like. i did i did enjoy it i did enjoy it even though we got slow and you know my expectations of the falcons it's like you know if we're in the running for a, a wild card spot in december that is so far above like where i thought we would be at the beginning of the year i think the over and under we were talking about was four and a half or something mm. so we're already kind of getting above that um so yeah you know it's fine whatever the bengals are just a joy to watch on offense it's good fun who's the best team in new york Ooh. i want to say the jets because i don't think the giants can sustain winning these tight games forever whether the jets have won by clear scores on their little run here so i'd say the jets I I like both head coaches because they seem like yeah proper old school guys. Darbo was pretty cool when we saw him in um yeah in was. London. Seemed like a good bloke up on the podium and all that kind of stuff. And by all accounts, chatting with Phoebe about him and everything, like he's a he's a really nice yeah. guy. Uh, Salah was very nice when he was D coordinator of the Niners. Was like a good guy to chat to because you mm-hmm. could tell like. If he didn't have a microphone on him, he'd have been like, "Man, I want to get those sons of bitches!" Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got real hard and everything, but he's got some bites in. Plus, how cool does his off his um, we're taking receipts speech look now? After was that after week one or was that week week two? two, I think they got burnt, but Mm. yeah, they're looking. I don't know. They're both they're both quite scrappy. With the Giants more scrappy of the two. It's hard to really say because the Giants' defense has really stepped up this year, like really, really made leaps and bounds in terms of what we'd expect from them. Saquon becoming Saquon Barkley again as well has been a huge boon to the offense. Mm. The only thing is, is that every week I see him limping with that shoulder injury now. Every, oh, really? Every, the last three weeks has been a point where he's a bit like, oh, uh, that, sh- that shoulder's not great again. You're like, oh, uh, please don't. Doesn't. I hope he doesn't go out because he's so good to watch. Did you see that jump cut that he made where he just broke some guy's ankles, ankles. and then comes back across and yeah. he picks up 20 or something? He's, His yeah. ability oh, to man. shift is unbelievable. Yeah. So, I don't know, really. Uh, both. Yeah, I, I couldn't really pick one of the two. You have to see the game between them both. And then I think it'd be a really close one because the Giants seem to always stick around every game they're in. Daniel Jones is getting way more credit than Zach Wilson is. Daniel Jones, more rushing yards this year than Najee Harris. Whoa, didn't see that coming. Neither did I until I saw the stat. I was like, no, Najee's oh, been injured. Upsetting. Najee's For been someone, injured, you know. Yeah. Someone who's got him in fantasy as well. I'm not happy with that. <laughs> yeah. Wish I hadn't listened to you hype him up so much, Joe. I was convinced he was going to have a massive year. Yeah. I had him to be, the, all-time, uh, to be the rush leader this year. Yeah. I thought yeah. He's, he's fresh. He's good. I think we underestimated the how bad your offensive line would be as well it's not all on him but the uh yeah is so kenny pickett at the moment is on two touchdowns passing and seven inceptions is he gonna Some get of those to... aren't his fault okay is he gonna get to 10 interceptions first or three touchdowns that's my question against the eagles <laughs> probably interceptions <laughs> yeah to be honest but still don't like these the games. thing is, some of them aren't really his fault. I mean, like this is in week one when he played. One was a Hail Mary. So you you have to just go for it. If it's a pick, it doesn't matter anyway. Yeah, yeah. 
The other one, he threw a ball to an open Claypool with a DB chasing him. A six foot four chase Claypool against a five foot nine corner or safety. And Claypool doesn't even jump for the ball. He has all the physical ability to jump up, completely take the ball out of everyone else's hands, but he lets the DB get in front of him, jump and get it. So that's not on Pickett. That's on the receiver. The rest of them so far, I mean, the Bills ones are a bit more tricky because some of them were maybe questionable throws. But good yeah, place in the Bills defense as well. Sorry, I, I, I didn't need to bring that up. I just wanted to segue into talking about your teams playing each other. Uh, just quickly, well, the though, Battle I of think, Pennsylvania. I think the Jets defense is more fun to watch. With I Sauce Gardner, yeah. yeah, he's yeah. Good, and he's and, and Williams up front has been fucking beastly the last two weeks as well. I mean... Yeah. yeah, the Giants aren't flashy on defense. They're just kind of they're just grinding people down and getting a lot of pressure. They're just doing everything right, aren't they? But yeah, it's kind of the sum of their parts. Whereas you feel like the Jets have actually got some little. The Jets have got like swagger. Yeah, yeah. The Jets they're are... fast and aggressive and. Walking yeah. off with cheese heads on their head as they get off Lambeau Field <laughs> after they've won, which which apparently is what now Washington players did as well. So, um, oh, did they? Robinson, the, the running back who is it going to become a thing? Just the running back that got shot in the leg before the season started in mm-hmm. that assault or whatever it was. Um, he he had a uh, a cheese head on after beating Green Bay. So I hope that's a thing. Oh god! Just that's... every time Green Bay lose, somebody's pictured just wearing a sixty-pound cheese head. On their head, sixty quid. Off. Fuck, I can't get over that. Still, you'd have to give me sixty quid to wear one of those things. They look ridiculous. Yeah, it's like the Welsh fans with those stupid, stupid daisies on their head. They daffodils. Look. Daffodils, sorry, not, not daisies. daisies. No, <laughs> whatever <laughs> it is. Yeah, the national flower of Wales, daffodil. Oh god. Wouldn't it be cool if they have like a, dr- a stuffed dragon on the head instead. That'd be. Yeah, they, you can leak. get the dragons as well. That'd I mean, be that's, better. Rather Much than just better. looking like a, a human flower symbol. pot. Yeah, they look so retarded. I hate them. Although England fans wear roses in a similar fashion, I also think they look I've retarded, never seen so. that, and I hate it, it does instantly. Happen. Yeah. It does happen. Not a fan. Yeah. Do we see Scottish people doing the thistle? Uh, I don't know. That would be really weird. Maybe they're more sensible. Uh, probably, if that's the case. <laughs> probably. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. Well, yeah, they... do you guys want to call this game then? So, Eagles, I want a prediction. Eagles will win prediction. by 10 points. 10 points, okay. At least. 24, yeah. 14, something like that? Probably more like 36, fucking 4. 30, 21. 5, no, 6, What's seven. the spread on that game? 10 or 9.5, I just looked. Oof. Big. I wanted to take the spread of the Eagles. I hope that I didn't take it. Did I take it? I... <laughs> Seems like something I would do. Yeah, no, I 10 and a half the spread on that. I stayed away from. I have taken a, a spread which is uh, meaty, and I already hate it. Oh, so the Cowboys, Bef- Cowboys, Lions, Bears. Before we uh, get onto all the all the bets quickly and stuff, can I just say that I hate Russell Wilson? <laughs> like, there, a thing came out of Russell Wilson told reporters that he did four hours of workout and rehab on the flight over from London, yeah. including high knees in the aisle yeah. while his teammates were sleeping. And I cannot stand that. Everything else that he's done is really is like weird. That <laughs> is so much of a I hate you, Russell Wilson move. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Can you imagine yeah. being one of his teammates trying to sleep and Russell Wilson's going up and down the aisle? <laughs> Let's run. Oh, <laughs> Broncos country. Let's run. <laughs> 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 
Fuck his country. That's right. Like the uh. most irritating person that you could travel with. And if he, th- firstly, I think it's a lie. I think that is a complete fabricated lie. Yeah, I was going to say, it does sound like nonsense that his like press team have put out to make him look like more of a competitor. But if he's not lying, well, if he is lying, pathetic. Just because no one's expecting you to be like, yeah, well, you know, I did you know, a thousand push-ups on the plane over. So, you know, I don't know if you heard me counting. Well, if you lie like that, you're a sociopath. Yeah. And if, and if you're <laughs> so not lying... There's that. You're one of the worst human beings on the planet. You're not lying. You're still a sociopath. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You have no consideration for anyone around. Anyone around? Or is that psychopath at that point rather than sociopath? Uh, No. I mean, a psychopath is like enjoying suffering and stuff. There's not. We don't know if he doesn't enjoy that. By the way, by the way he's playing, by the way he's playing, he could be a psychopath if he's enjoying suffering. Does seem pretty narcissistic, which is pretty psychopathic. Did you get that from Potter's Twitter, Ollie? Because I did comment underneath. Oh, I got on Twitter. I got that from Bleacher Report. uh, Okay, because Potter put it on his Twitter because he's on Sussel Watch. Yeah. Twenty four seven, and I commented underneath saying that he'd been on this train forever. Hashtag Sussel Wilson. Have you seen? They've removed his sandwich as well. They Pot-o took his sandwich away from it. Subway. Already? It's gone. Apparently it's what, gone. What, what, what was the sandwich? Uh, the Spicy. Da- the, the Dangerous sandwich. Yeah, but, but what was on it? Oh, uh, Josh, Go to Josh Potter's um, podcast this week because he lists all the ingredients and slams <laughs> how unspicy it is. Because in the advert, he's like, ooh, spicy. And actually, it's like the most spicy thing in it. It's like deli mustard. And uh, yeah, he, he runs through the full list of what's actually in it on his uh, podcast. Just go no, there. No hot sauce. Yeah, Danger it. Witch, sorry, what Danger Witch. Is the best. That's what it's called. I think so, yeah. The Danger Witch. So it's the Danger Witch comes with Italian herbs and cheese bread, the right choice of bread from Subway. That's nice. Topped with it's pepperoni, salami, yeah. nuts, cake, sugar bread, black forest ham, bacon, and provolone cheese. Also topped with lettuce, green peppers, tomatoes, banana peppers, finished with yellow mustard and mayo. Yeah, it's not spicy. It was the spicy. Maybe the banana, banana peppers. So he's a liar. He lied to us, like he's lying about the plane. How's that even bit? dangerous? I was, I was thinking stupidly in my head. I was like, it's gonna have orange buffalo sauce on it because he's playing for the Broncos now. Bright orange jersey. It will be like really spicy orange buffalo sauce. That was completely what just my head went one and one together and made four of that'll be a delicious sandwich, like some sort of awesome meaty buffalo uh. sauce thing. Instead, it's a garbage sandwich from a garbage human. I mean, he's probably not a garbage human, but like, yeah, he's weird. He is I weird. Think, I think that he is a guy who hasn't had real male close pals around him from his childhood and stuff who would have checked him on so many of these things and been like, what are you doing? Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. Well, that's so- why all the, all the Seahawks teammates came out and were like, yeah, he's a weird guy. Yeah. yeah, so it seems like he probably just doesn't have social skills, and it's like yeah. like that thing said. It's a good job he was born into an elite athlete's body; otherwise, he'd be like the Unabomber, whatever it was they said he was going to be. <laughs> so, sorry, the Unabomber was really intelligent. I take that back. I'm sorry, Ted. You were an intelligent boy. This man is a weird, stupid idiot. Um, Apologizing to Ted Kaczynski on the podcast yeah, he is, is clearly uh, a friend of the show. He's a weird one. Clearly listens. Yeah, because um, he loves technology, doesn't he? That's the, the name. Of the I have episode. read his manifesto as well. So the, the name if of the episode is Ted Kaczynski podcast. Is sorry, Ted Kaczynski. <laughs> <laughs> episode ninety-eight. Sorry, Ted Kaczynski. But 
he just doesn't seem to be able to connect with people from what you can see. And if you look at what's happened, as you were talking about this, I thought this is a great time now to talk about Geno Smith and his unbelievable resurgence, or perhaps the uselessness that Russell Wilson has become and living on the back of a few starts to seasons where they started off really well and, of course, always tailed off, that maybe he was always the problem in Seattle because it seems that way. Seattle doing much better without I wouldn't. Him. I wouldn't say that because, no, like, for instance, I, there, are enough, there are enough playoff games where Russell Wilson had fantastic games. You think about that game yeah, against yeah. Green Bay, for instance, which was one of the best playoff games of all time, where Ru- Russell dug them out of some insane situations with yeah. his athletic ability and ability to find receivers. Um, and, and even in that Super Bowl, which, you know, they lost against the Patriots because of his interception. That game, though, Wilson plays an absolute blinder. You know, we're we're all talking about the Baldwin catch, which was a phenomenal catch, but a great deep ball oh, down the right sideline as well. So if he doesn't throw that interception, I wouldn't. I'm still not willing to put Russell Wilson in like a, he was a problem in Seattle. Bad quarterback. Football cyclical. Teams go highs, lows, highs, lows, and Seattle have had their high, didn't capitalize on it enough, and have hit a low. Well, they didn't uh, capitalize enough because they pay, paid him so much money, like the Broncos are doing now. But that's a different argument argument he was only getting paid in line with other top five qbs which he was at the time my argument with this is more that you mentioned the super bowl games you're talking about playoff games how many of those have been the last five years i think they didn't but they didn't retool the legion of boom and that defense after those guys left because they couldn't afford. He saw a drop off there. They paid him too much, and you also never, you well, never saw the same running game. They haven't had a prolific run. I really think he was like, There's loads of problems. There's loads of problems there that weren't Russell Wilson. Like I mean, he can he be born to the hype. So I'm saying he he's been smoking his own hype. Well, uh, that's true. I, I think that is a thing. That's I the think problem. That's I, definitely a thing. But they can be, you know, they're not mutually exclusive, are they? I think he could, you know. He he was in my eyes a top five, top ten quarterback for five to like seven years, and then the last three do look suspect now because of what yeah. we're seeing at the Broncos, because the Seahawks were performing quite badly, and everybody was like, "Let Russ Kirk, and then it'll be fine." And you kind of you do question that now. So I question the last few years with Seattle. But you can't question everything else that went before that. You can't throw the baby out with the bathwater. I'm not saying he's terrible completely. I'm just saying that in the last five years, what's he done? That's my point. I also think the Broncos have got a guy who's not a very good head coach in charge at the moment as well. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw... Because he's he's not going anywhere, Russell Wilson, no matter what happens this year. He's under that huge contract. So if they have a new head coach next year... I wouldn't. It wouldn't be that surprising if he was good next year. It wouldn't surprise me. But he is legitimately a problem this year. Like yeah. I don't. I can't remember. Maybe Sean Payton probably is, but he was head coach. You know these guys that have really good years with really good QBs. You can even look at like Frank Reich with the year he had with Wentz and everything. And then he bolted after that season to go and make it. Bill Burr had a wonderful rant actually this week on his podcast about all these goddamn head coaches that get ideas of grandeur. Mm-hmm. Well, after they've won a Super Bowl as an like offensive coordinator or something like that. And they just run off to become head coaches. Cause they're like, I'm the best now I need to go. It's like, stay in your lane, stay in your damn lane. <laughs> You're not a head coach just cause you had success with a great team or a great player. But you look at like Nathaniel Hackett. 
you know, we, we've already discussed like maybe Rogers changes a lot of the things himself or that. Like maybe Nathaniel Hackett wasn't a good coach or as good a coach as we think. Maybe it's because they had a great field general in the peak of his powers in Aaron Rodgers. And now Nathaniel Hackett's being exposed in the same Absolutely. way all of these Patriots coaches out of the Belichick tree. You know, they come yeah. out from underneath Belichick and most of them don't do very well at all because they're used to being under the Belichick way and having somebody like Tom Brady in that offense and, you know, mm. a really solidly built defense most years. And They've actually, all done pretty well. Yeah, yeah. And like there's always going to be, you can't have a 100% failure rate or anything like that. And Brian Dable also then came out of New England went and learned more of a trade in, in somewhere like Buffalo. Um, he went to Washington for a bit as well. So it's mind. not like he came straight out of the Belichick tree into head coaching or anything. I'm just, yeah, I just wonder if it's, be skeptical about so coordinators to say that, that work Hackett with great players. Is the next Adam Gase, is that what you're trying to say? Just throwing ideas out, Jess. <laughs> well, I, I agree with you, Nathaniel <laughs> Hackett. Nathaniel Hackett is, seems to be well over his head. And it does seem like the Broncos acquisition of him was purely to try and say to Aaron Rodgers, look, we got your favorite coordinator. Come to us. We'll give you your money. Then he chose to stay. So really what Rodgers is in and out thinking of what he was going to do, screwed the Packers because Devon Adams want nothing to do with that sort of situation and screwed the Broncos because they hired the wrong head coach and got stuck with trying to get Russell Wilson. Would there be more success for Wilson in Green Bay and Rodgers in Denver? And should those moves have been switched this year? Ooh, I don't could imagine see an offense why, with... why would Wilson do better? Because he's got, he's got a, a running game, game so you've got somebody got a running game like in, in Seattle. I mean, that's what he's had. So there would be more of an encouragement mm. for Green Bay to run the ball more, use Russ's mobility. And then Rogers is paired up with Nathaniel Hackett, who knows Rogers inside out, and those two can work their magic in a already what should be set good-looking offense. Yeah. I mean, Wilson has had time in pockets. It's not like he's been rushed like crazy and he's making bad decisions because he's under pressure. He's just making bad decisions. Yeah. To liken this to an NBA, which this is going to go probably over Dave's head completely, but Ollie will get it and maybe some people listening will get it. It feels like Russell Wilson now is Russell Westbrook at the Lakers. He's not that. Oh, yeah, no, he is that bad. He is that bad. <laughs> because Suffer. he's got a name. He's getting paid a lot. You think he's going to do a lot. And then he tries to take the game over and do stuff himself. And it doesn't work. And everyone around is like, what are you doing? What mm. are you doing? Yeah, That's what it seems like. And you can see the receivers on the sidelines probably talking to each other saying, where did they get this guy from? Yeah. Is this Russell Wilson or is this an imposter? You do wonder. It's just, it's a bad year for the really veteran QBs as well. It's the young oh, guns that are doing really well this year. This is like a good the time top to... five QBs, it's all they're all under 30. Is it a good time to start to pivot onto the Matt Ryan talk? Yeah, God, I can't believe that they would talk about benching him. It just seems... I mean, I, I think that coaching is going to get fired. Talk. He's no, I know, I know that's happened, but I can't believe that... I can't believe it's happened. I mean, I know that Matt Ryan has been bad, but that team is bad. <laughs> like, it's not he's Matt Ryan's part of the up. problem, but yeah. he's not just the problem. And now they're just cycling through QBs. Like, where are they? 
the cults. This this staff needs to get cleaned out at the end. They of go the into. Year. They know that they they know the rest of the season now is a complete job interview, not just for to keep their jobs <laughs> up for the next ones. Do you think they so changed it then as a hope, like a wild shot in the dark this, at this? Point? Yeah, that yeah, this, this rookie this. is like <laughs> really good this. somehow. Yeah, yeah. but he's this, not. This he's not going to do better than Matt of course Ryan. He won't. I'd be shocked. Because he's going to have just as little protection as he, Matt Ryan. He will, for, yeah. he, will for a couple, he will for a couple of games because there'll be less footage on him. So teams won't know his tendencies, won't be able yeah, to maybe. break down his motion, all that. They might have like a short, sharp bump for a few weeks. But they they haven't had a run game going all season so far. I mean, I'm dropping Jonathan Taylor in one of my fancy teams. Yeah, I week. think you've got to. Like, oh, wow. Well, because I've got Josh Jacobs and Miles Sanders. I'll take those two any day of the week over Jonathan Taylor right now in terms of production. But, of course, but yeah, how how you can have a go at Matt Ryan, who is the guy that we knew wasn't a mobile quarterback going into this Colts team, and yet they've treated him like a go and make stuff happen. I know, and and don't protect him. You, oh, you got two seconds to throw the ball. Why is that? Oh, because you're going to get sacked every like, single like, play. Did they draft the Falcons line in as well when they brought him with the trade? <laughs> hey, Falcons <laughs> line. Falcons line is better than this line. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. It's a lot better because, this year. because they've got really good players in the offensive line. Like Quentin Nelson's a really good example. He's one of the best guards in football. But he's getting abused week in, week out. So weird. I don't get how that's happened. Because last year it was a the, good offensive line making holes left, right, and center. Disrespect for Matt Ryan. Yeah, the waxing. 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 Yeah, it's weird. Um, Oh, yeah, so it's upsetting. Like, oh, what have they done to my boy, Ollie? What have they done? Like, oh, it's such a sad way for his career to end. It's almost like they but went. Will that be the end? Because at the end of this he year, get the Colts job. still owe him, I think, twenty-four something million yeah. in guaranteed money. So yeah. they're not going to want to pay him that. They're going to try and trade him somewhere else. But who's going to take him on? The Commanders might take him on. He'll be the pa- he'll be <laughs> the Panthers. Have him replace QB. Wentz again. He'll he'll be the Carolina Panthers QB by Monday. <laughs> they'll trade him out the panthers will bring him in they'll have three first rounders in their qb room of four <laughs> and matt ryan will get benched by week that's, 10 yeah that's that's one oh, first so that's sad. one number one overall and two number three overall picks i love matt ryan yeah. seeing him go out like this is he should have just retired as a falcon i, I get the seventh it. on the all-time passing list like he only needs like another two thousand yards for the fifth like just give him give him his flowers and then let him go out to pasture I just don't want to see him get beaten up anymore as well. If you're That's a Matt Ryan thing. fan, he is yeah. just getting sat on week in, week out. And I'm yeah. just like, Ugh, but then there aren't many offensive there aren't many offensive lines that I'd want to stick him behind either at this point. Like no. Brady no, I can't getting think hit. Of one. Rogers getting hit. Like sides that don't have mobile quarterbacks. I mean, Trevor Lawrence is a bit more mobile, but he's taking shots. Joe Burrow continually getting sacked as much as any well, not, still, maybe not the last me. couple of weeks. That one shocks but, me. Yeah, not like the last couple of weeks. But yeah, maybe there's an yeah. improvement. I mean, but Bailey Zappi might be rush. the cleanest of the pocket quarterbacks in terms of taking shots so far for the Patriots. It's not necessarily been like maybe Cousins. I mean, yeah, I know Cousins the Vikings didn't play last week, so, so well. it's he like doesn't sneaky, take a lot of hits. sneaky quiet. But like Minnesota could be a NFC top dog this year. They're, I'm they're suspect as well. I know they're like they go missing, but like. like the the, the oh, other three best teams in the conference team. are NFC East garbage playing garbage teams. They're just yeah. better than the what worst. Is, what else is out there? <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't, it's going to be weird. We're going to see some really bad teams leaking, especially now we've got extra playoff spots. We're going to see some really bad teams, especially in the NFC, just leaking. And well, get Seattle, well, Seattle, Seattle same, same with the AFC as well. Yeah, yeah, you're right. They are with a, a losing record, not losing record. That's the Bucks. They've got losing record at the top of the division. But like, who would have thought Seattle at four and three, considering that division and the strength it's meant to have? Like, the Niners are yeah. massively banged up. The Rams are all over the place. Mm. Cardinals yeah. are up and down. And the Cardinals can get back in it because D Hop came back, put up a hundred yards, and suddenly they look like a semi-useful offense against putting up forty plus points on Thursday night football. Wasn't last week the double experience Call of Duty weekend? Yeah. yeah so maybe was. that's that's. <laughs> So maybe this week they're worse. I think they took away his controller. I think that's what <laughs> they've done. They've just taken his PlayStation or Xbox controller away from him for a few weeks and said, look, if you go out and win some games and put on some goddamn points, Mighty Mouse, then you can actually earn some PlayStation time. You can earn screen time <laughs> like a child, basically. Yeah. Jeez, man. But they look to do, they look, you know, the Saints aren't the Saints. On paper, they've still got a good team. That Saints defense, which has been lauded by Shane before the start of the year, has looked not very good. But yeah, but still, putting up 42 points in a game isn't unimpressive when you look around the league and most teams are putting up an average of... Hey, like, they legit could just go on a run. I I think it could just take a team going on a run of winning three games in some of these crappy divisions, and that might be enough. Yeah. Yeah. So I can't count out anyone. Which oh, I mean, teams, I mean even teams... with the Steelers playing badly as they are, we're only two games back. Yeah. Yeah. There's not yeah. that much to Mental. try and get. We could easily get back. So we could yeah. easily, as I said this like, a while ago, we could easily now be two and six at the bye week. Yeah. And then come back and win the rest of our games for all we know. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to do that, but we could do that. Well, that's top of the division. That was the thing, though. The last time when you started this speech, you said, I can see them coming back from the bye week and not losing a game, which made yep. it sound more confident than you phrased it just then. Because <laughs> that sounded when you were like, I can see us coming back from the bye week and not losing a game. It's like, that's not, <laughs> that, that is like wishful thinking to say the least. Even with. Well, I mean, the whole thing is completely wishful thinking. Does it? Oh, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I'm just trying to bring no, you. I've got, I've got to try and have some sort of hope. Don't uh, kill my hope. Trying to bring you down away from the, you know, head in the clouds, staying with the fairies kind I'm of I'm just thing. trying to have a look. Has Which team, which uh, division has got the most wins? Is it the East? Yes. Yeah, I think question. it is, with, right? Um, with a six, mile. six and oh, six, one, five and two, and yeah. three and four. Yeah, it's, not it's even definitely a the East. It's not even close. The only one that might be is the AFC East. East. Because you've got five, five, four, and three, but it's not. That's funny though. You didn't see that before the start of the season. No, but they haven't played just... anybody good. As Christian encouraged me to build up and then slam me down last week. Yeah, yeah. Dick. <laughs> so... uh, this guy sounds like a treat. I, we, I shame I missed him. Yeah, we he just was we basically awesome, just Jess. replaced one of the a, best mouthy, we've had. a mouthy Steelers fan with a, a sneaky mouthy Steelers fan. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Less berige- belligerent. Yeah, you know, but, yeah, sneaky. Yeah, sneaky. I good. like that. Yeah. Um, it just have it. Just by the way, you know, we were talking about um, what PJ Walker and uh, yeah, the mess. He's considered the third best performing quarterback in the NFL last week on Pro Football Reference. Who were the top two? Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, both threw for three TDs and four hundred plus yards. PJ Walker, sixteen of twenty-two, one hundred and seventy-seven yards, but two TDs. That's mm-hmm. your third best QB in the league last week, apparently. 177 yards. Yeah, Jesus. big time. Pretty big time. Do you want to know? Do you didn't need to throw many, any more, did he, though? Yeah, do you true. want to know how many yards <laughs> Mariota threw for? Seven. 107. Okay, only 100 off. I'll take that. That's and, close enough. So Drake London and Carl Pitts had 18 yards between them. 
which is because your receivers looking looking great criminal yeah so i don't know when they're going to start passing the ball when you don't pass the ball much in the second half when you're down by like two and then three scores i don't know what we're doing like let him throw it (laughs) like what have you got to lose at that point so yeah maybe bit annoyed about with Arthur uh, Smith about that. We got some good games this week though. Sense. Yeah, they're good off. and they they're hard to call. Thursday night football always, is so. fun for once. Like I'm I'm kind of interested to see what happens in Thursday night football because I think that's a big game for both teams in terms of the Ravens are so hit and miss. The Bucks though have to win. Like without a doubt have to to win to God, take the some pressure the, off that team. If I have to pick that game, it's got to be the Ravens, though. I'd have thought so. They're the favourites, The, the Ravens so collapse in the latter part of games. They just don't finish a game. Like That's the thing that so many teams have got trouble with this year, but the Ravens have had for the last two years now. Is that they yeah. can't finish a game off and put teams away. I mean, they allowed the Browns back into it last week and only won by three. What's and arguably spread, it was the Browns being an idiots at the end of that one, game. One to the Ravens, minus one. I think the other thing with the Ravens too, mm. their strength, of course, is running game. And the strengths mm. of the Bucks defects defense is running game. So you've got strength against strength, and usually defenses win when it's strength versus strength. Mm. They can't find the holes. Like because you got just Vita Vea just eating up three offensive linemen and eating up your running back at the same time. Yeah. They just like any game, they need uh lots of field goals. Uh, they've got the best kicker in the league, so that helps. And they yeah. need Mark Andrews to get over 100 yards. Which he got zero probably... last week. Yeah. Was he injured? Nope. He played, I think they I think I saw I Peter saw that say that he played in, he had 59 snaps. Zero receptions. What? He's but so Peter Schrager broke it down as to why it was so important to the whole game. I didn't watch the video, but I'm sure there's reasons why he did so well. Robert Quinn's just been traded to the Eagles. <laughs> As if the rich get richer, eh? I mean, Robert Quinn's a bit crap, so... He's not crap at all. He's a he's great DM. Well. And he's awesome no, he's, depth he's to old. have. He's old. He's old. He was never but... great. He's going to be great. He's gonna be awesome depth to have in that defensive line. Yeah, he's depth. That's all he is. He'll he be might fine. Be third, He'll... Robert might Quinn be was never trend. great. He had like two or three seasons where he was very, very yeah. good. Very good. At the, at the Ram- He was like a team captain of the Rams and stuff. Yeah, the Rams and they were crap. Yeah, but he was one of their best players. Let's have a look here. Let's get statistical. So yeah, eight, he, 18, 18, 102 sacks. 18 and a half sacks last season with the Chicago Bears. 11 and a half in 2019. Uh, only had two sacks in 2020. But two out of the last three years been fantastic. Come on, Jazzy. Give it to, give it up to Quinn, baby. Two out of the last three years. You mean one out of the last three years? He's been good. Two, 11 and a half, 18 and a half. If you get over 10 sacks, that's a good year. Where are you seeing that? Pro football reference. Oh, you, okay. I must include this. Season. 2019, Sorry, well. 11 and a half. Yeah, yeah. I see, I, see, I see where my error is there. I was looking at this one. I was looking at one sack. Well, yeah, it was just three of, it's, the whole three of his first four seasons yeah. in the league, double digit sacks. <laughs> no, not for Jazz. me. Fine. Well, it isn't for you because it's for Philly. So don't worry about me. it. What's going on? Robert Quinn, four sacks on. Uh uh-uh. uh. On uh, on Sunday against the Steelers. Delicious. If that happens, I'll give you fifty pounds. What a great rotational pickup. That is yeah. such a good signing. Yeah. Love that. I, I think your excitement's misplaced. No, it's just exactly it's just, what good teams do. Yeah. Just loading it, up on players. You ex- don't, he doesn't need to play the whole game. It's exactly but he's gonna be a great locker room guy. 
He's going to be a great, so much experience. Great third down guy on like third and long. Mate, can chuck on. in, can put him in fresh after missing the first two downs. Yeah, and you're getting ready for injuries because they'll come at some point. So put a little wager: how many sacks he ends up with a year? Not really, because I'm not no, very no. much of a betting man. I'm just very happy that the Eagles are adding another. I'm not. It's just definitely good a good signing, defense. and you yeah. seem to be underestimating it. Yeah. Definitely a good signing. Hundred yeah. percent. I'll give you the Wilson. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, all right. What gets you excited, Jazz? Gambling. I can tell you want to get your gambling. Gambling. I'll happily go gear. into the bet if you want. Yeah, go on. Let's. What have you got then this week? This week I have the also, Jaguars to remain. Go on. Uh, well, I was just going to say I am. Um, like this week's really fun because you can put on because of the way the NFL is, you can just put on a ridiculous bet and it doesn't seem too ridiculous. Like you can get some yeah. really high odds and convince yourself, no, that could happen. Because if the Panthers can beat the Buccaneers, <laughs> anything can happen this season. Yeah. Got yep, yep, yep. Sorry. So I have the Jaguars to remain undefeated in London, beating the Broncos. You're taking an early kickoff then? I am. I didn't remember it was an early kickoff, but yeah, yeah I'm going for it. Um, the Jets to beat the Patriots because they're underdogs for some strange, peculiar reason. The Jets to beat the sorry, the Giants to beat the Seahawks again because they're underdogs for some peculiar reason. The Titans to beat the Texans. The Cardinals plus three and a half on the Vikings, and the Eagles minus ten and a half against the Steelers. What that? What, what's that giving you? Fifty-five point seven one. Ooh, very nice. Mm. Dave, what about yourself? Sorry, I was just looking at some ridiculous bets. I've just put one up that was like 150 to one, but that's not my bet. I've gone boring again. Oh, you I poked 150 to one. I poked my. Oh, I'll tell you about that in a minute. But I, uh, I poked my head above the the parapet to impress Christian last week with my 75 odds to one. But here we are, and we're going back down to earth, Jazzy. So I pick it one team, are we? <laughs> I got the Falcons. I got the Bears plus nine and a half. I got the Raiders. I got the Jets. I got the Titans. And I got the Vikings. And that has given me 31 to one. Nice. Uh... Don't feel great about it, but there's, it's a bet. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all good. Uh, I've realized that I haven't actually put mine on. Um, cause I always... <laughs> uh, so while, while you do that, Ollie, Dave can tell us about his 151 to. Back. Yeah, go on, Dave. Uh, I'd have to go back onto it. You're gonna have to find yours. Oh, uh, I lost it. I lost it, Jazzy. I lost it. <sighs> okay, here we go. This is the one that I wanted to put on earlier and forgot to put any money on because uh, I'm quite similar to you, Jazz. Um, I've got 129 to one. <coughs> so I like the sound of that already. I'm taking the Cardinals to beat the Vikings. Uh-huh. I'm taking the Jets to beat the Patriots. I'm taking the Giants to beat the Seahawks. Taking the 49ers to beat the Rams. Taking the Panthers to beat the Falcons. Divisional matchup game. Panthers mm-hmm. getting right. And I'm taking the Raiders to beat the Saints. That's underdogs all the way, isn't it? Uh, Raiders are favourites and the Niners are favourites. There's four underdogs. Oh, I do like the sound of that one a lot, Wilson. <laughs> I might put a pound on that. Yeah. We down again? Cardinals... To beat Cardinals, the Vikings, the Jets Panthers. to beat the Patriots, the Panthers to beat the Falcons, Jets. the Giants to beat the mm-hmm. Seahawks. Raiders. The Raiders. How much did you get for that? 129 to 1. That's, that sounds good. It sounds better than it should. It like, sounds like a you lot said, better because, than it should. Because things are crazy. Here. 
What have you got? Raiders, Panthers, Niners, Giants, Jets, Cardinals. Yeah, we've only got 95 to 1 on uh, Bet365. I've got it on Bet365. It's uh, 129 to 1. When did you put the bet on? Just now. You just heard me say I was putting the bet on. <laughs> 49ers, Titans. No, Jets. not Titans. Oh, sorry. Never said was... Titans. My bad. What was the 16? Raiders, Panthers, Niners. Yeah. This, this is great to listen Giants. to. Giants. Hey, yeah, Giants, Jets, it. Cardinals. Got it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. So I've just I've just been fiddling around. I've got a three hundred and ninety-two to one. Oh Jesus. <laughs> On six teams. Broncos, Cardinals, Panthers, Bears, which is the big one. I mean the Broncos. Saints Lions. The Broncos winning against the Jags, and the Jags never been beaten in London. I mean, I think it's more the Bears beating the Cowboys the, defense. The, the uh, Jags have lost in London. Like all the fucking time when they used to first started coming. Pretty sure the Jags haven't lost in London. Yeah. They've never lost in London, surely they have. They've been playing there for like eight years, haven't they? Come on, Jazzy. You work it. You find me that. I mean, for a man who's... Oh, sorry. They lost the first one against the Cowboys. Yeah. Who's the team that hasn't lost in London, though? I put on. I've put on that three hundred ninety-three. The bloody Giants. That's who I'm thinking of. The Giants yeah. haven't lost in in London. That's why. Gotta put it on. The Jags lost to the Eagles in 2018. Yeah, yeah. We 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 covered they that. I got it wrong. You haven't got to tell me how wrong I am. 2013. So they lost their first two. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> they lost to the Giants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. the Giants are unbeaten <laughs> in 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 London, Jazz. That's the mistake that. I made. The Giants then beat the team. My bad. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was meant to go and see the Broncos today, and I've just not felt great this week. I so I don't know. Not going to go and stand in the cold and watch the Broncos. I feel guilty quite, about it. It's quite warm today, in fairness. You're probably fine. Oh. I mean, the Broncos suck, so fair enough. <laughs> the only you part... You had to go to Harrow that, didn't you? Harrow School? Yeah, somewhere like that, yeah. But the only thing would have been to look Russell Wilson in the eyes as he's doing a press conference at a podium and being like, you are crazy. You are <laughs> full-blown crazy. look you in the eye. No, probably not. You could look at him in the eye. He wouldn't acknowledge anyone, I don't think. Four the hours. Weird guy. Did you hear about the players saying that they, when he was at the Seahawks, he wanted them to communicate with him through like his agent and stuff? Yeah, I heard that. That's that kind of... That. That sounds like everything else that we're seeing. It's like, yeah, I kind of believe that. <laughs> sounds like what they used to call T.O., a locker room cancer. That's what that sounds like. Mm. What are you talking about? T.O. was... Great. He cried for his teammates, Jazz. Yeah, I never thought T.O. was a locker room cancer myself, but this Russell Wilson stuff, that's how it is. That's pretty bad. I was always on the uh, McNabb side of the McNabb-T.O. feud in Philadelphia until McNabb didn't turn up for the interview we had booked with him at the Super Bowl. And now I'm kind of all on <laughs> T.O.'s side. I'm a little bit like, yeah, this McNabb. That's still grating on you, isn't it? So much. So much. <laughs> that was like a dream for you as well. It to, to meet him and, and talk to him about the Eagles. And he stole that away from you. Because he doesn't give a fuck. Only would have hurt more if it had been Mike Vick. Because like top three players getting into and following American football early on were Vick, McNabb, Dawkins. And Dawkins yeah. was amazing. Yeah. McNabb has snubbed me. Vic is untouchable, and I almost want it to stay that way. Because if I don't hit it off with Michael Vic, the if I ever meet him, I'll be really sad. Yeah, 
Yeah, but Michael Vick works a lot in the media, so he'd probably be a really good person to interview because he'd be quite polished. Yeah. Well, McNabb does quite a few things for like serious XM yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. Just ragging on him. What would be the top three players that you guys would like to meet? Oof. Zach Wilson, so he can uh, take me out and go bang some MILFs. Things going well with Sam then, Jess. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he's got that dog in him. I want to see what that dog does, you know? Just joking, um, of course. I wouldn't really care about seeing him. Uh, current or former? I mean, whatever. You know, I've just named three former players. Love the silence when we're thinking. It's great, isn't it? Well, I was. Yeah, it makes for a good podcast. I was might have trying to come back to, to you next week. You I might have to give me the week to think about it. Jazz, I was thinking Troy Polamalu. Yeah, yeah it's one of them. I'd love to meet JJ Watt. JJ uh, rather than TJ. Well, I'd love to meet TJ as well, but JJ especially because I've loved that man since he was at, since he came to the league. There was real deepness into that. I've loved that. Yeah, man. yeah, I it mean, was. That was really. I nice. love. I loved watching him. I don't know if I like hearing him talk. Again, he's this very, comes back to like, He's 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 too all American. Like everything's great and i like it he likes know. football he likes golf he's a person to go have a golf game of golf uh, are we gonna find out stuff? that jj he's Watt... got a, he's like a clever gronkowski a little bit he's got that kind of energy to me oh yeah like, they were talking about national tight ends I'm day not, last week and gronkowski just sounds dumb every time he speaks he sounds oh, well, he is dumb. he sounds like he's pretending to be in wayne's world every <laughs> single time yeah you know like I love tight ends. We're the best. Yeah, yeah sixty-nine is a hilarious number. That tight end day, yeah. by the way, can go. While you guys think, what does about that mean? It. It's what does that mean? It's like George Kittle creating a, a trying to create a brand off it. Like, God. don't go and be a receiver Losers. or block somebody. Don't have your like your special weekend. Oh, it's tight ends weekend. Like I yeah, love win tight a game, ends. George. Tight ends are really fun to watch. They're some of my favorite players in the league, but they're also like if you're. I think it was Michael Irvin said it on Good Morning Football. If you're creating the day yourself, it's not really a day. Yeah. <laughs> Tight ends need to just know their place in the ladder. It's like giving yourself a nickname. Yeah, it just doesn't that's work. That's not that. No, no, no. You can't. That's not for you. We'll make your nickname. If you want to be called that, ain't never happening. Even yeah. if we ever thought that's a good nickname, not for you. Not for you. Not for you. Quite right. I it's think maybe my third player might be either Dion Sanders or Warren Sapp. Oh, Warren Sapp would be great. Oh, Warren Sapp, yeah, that's because that would be really good fun. He's entertaining and he's he's funny and he was amazing. Yeah, Warren Sapp might be on mine now. I kind of that's Derek, my favorite America's game by mile as well, and he just makes it. Derek Brooks best, would be an interesting life as well. Derek Brooks would be an interesting person to talk to because out of like the three big studs on that Tampa Bay Buccaneers team, you hardly ever hear from Derek Brooks. You hear from Sapp all the time, especially when into media. John Lynch went into the media and then obviously became... Probably a quieter character. Yeah, but that's why I think he'd be really interesting to talk to. Like, because yeah. he was an absolute killer. And yet... Yeah, everyone says he's quite intense, doesn't he? Maybe. That was I the mean, trouble. Can't be any worse than Ray Lewis, so... Yeah, I was, gonna, I was just thinking, I was like, players that I would never want to talk to yeah, would be Ray, Ray Lewis. Lewis. Be. Ray Lewis. Oh, I'd love to talk to Uncle Ray Ray. Ray Lewis, O.J. Simpson, and who's another accused murderer in the NFL? <laughs> Dante Stallworth. There you go. There we go. No, I've met him. He's a nice guy, actually. He was really nice. He actually did kill someone, though. Yeah, I know. accused. That's definite death. 
that was but it wasn't murder was it, it was no it was dangerous yeah, driving Ray Lewis, Antonio Brown. I'm trying to think of the other player. Oh, yeah. oh did you see what Antonio put Brown on a on a some social media platform? I'm not sure it was. Did you see the picture put of Brady and Giselle? I saw the one he put of Giselle with him hugging her or her. Do you, uh, you see the other one he put up of Brady? No. He has no. photoshopped. Someone had photoshopped Brady's body and face onto Antonio Brown's shirtless body, walking off the. Uh, this field last year oh waving at the God. crowd that's weird it's like are you trying to i know you don't really care anymore but you're trying to alienate everyone wasn't oh he... yeah he's got serious mental speaking of problems, which also did you not know that he was the president of donda sports the Kanye West sports agency aj brown was no antonio brown oh, oh yeah yeah no i didn't know that i didn't that's know hilarious. that is like the the lunatics running the asylum and he came out and said, oh, no, Kanye's good. You shouldn't be saying this about him, man. And all their athletes, the big ones, like um, Aaron Donald and Jalen Brown from the, the Boston Celtics, like, no, we can't be associated with this anymore. We're out. Yeah, I'm yeah, glad sort of. that Kanye West is, I think it's sad because he's like this amazing musician. And I think that he's got, it feels like he's had some concussions because when he was a younger <laughs> producer, he was kind of normal and like really clever and now he's a literal crazy person running for president and hating jews and all this nuts he's, stuff he's bought the hype well he's, he's bought I, his own I, hype. Think, I, think, I think he's also i don't know has he fallen off a stage though under his head or something like there's a lot going on mm. with that guy he's crazy yeah him and antonio brown deserve each other they are like the smash brothers of crazy town right now so that makes sense that they would want to work together that yeah. like we saw the Giselle one because we asked which NFL player would you like to have photoshopped into hugging your girlfriend? I think on the podcast, didn't we, or something like that? Don't remember that. Maybe I thought about asking that. I was like, who, which, or maybe I can't remember what it was now. But yeah, no, we because that was a few weeks back, wasn't it? I didn't see the second one though. Was oh no, this is this is this is last week. The the Brady he released off more one. more of them the same. Yeah, psychopath. Yeah. <laughs> But it is it's pretty funny. But, if, if we but, lose but AJ right. if we lose AJ Brown, we need a receiver to step in and be that big body receiver that can make catches. Like for a Super Bowl run, you know, maybe maybe bring Antonio back for a few games, you know. Still get you some uh, some movement, but I just I think could that... see Philly selling its soul to uh to get another ring. Definitely. A hundred I'd really struggle with that to be honest. And so would Jalen Hurts. Yeah, well, Jalen Hurts the problem, would just though. be the the like bitch boy for yeah. Brown. Yeah, and you need to have a real alpha male at quarterback to deal with that. Well, even yeah. Brady couldn't. Even then, I was going to say, even then, it doesn't matter. Does this mean that that Brady's marriage went down the drain not because he wanted to play football, but because Giselle got a lingering, lingering eye looking the other way? <laughs> We're saying that she wanted some chocolate because she was fed up with vanilla. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Wasn't going to put it in such terms like that, but yeah, yeah, maybe. Oh, it's about ice cream. Oh, right. Probably that too. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. Speculation. Overall. Steer, steer away <laughs> from that. Conjecture. Um, but yeah, yeah, he's a psychopath. Well, I'm glad. So is Brady, probably too, in fairness, but Antonio Brown is a derailed. Yeah, but I think on, the, the, levels of, on the levels of crazy, it goes Brady. Wilson Brown. 
Do you think Antonio Brown and Kanye West are going to release an album together? The Donda Hemeti. That feels like the next step. <laughs> Might as well do. I do think, though, for Antonio Brown's antics and social media stuff, it does keep us talking about him. So he's keeping himself in the zeitgeist as much as he can. I mean, in fairness, I didn't see any of this until you mentioned it. So, like... Oh, we're still talking about it, though, aren't we? Yeah, we are now. I'm and I only saw it not from Antonio Brown's page. I don't follow him or anything. I saw it because someone re- kind of posted, look what he's done now. I don't think that they could let him near a Hall of Fame like speech. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Uh-uh-uh. Which Mm-mm. seems crazy that he wouldn't get a Hall of Fame spot given his career, but I don't think you could let him near a microphone now. No, <laughs> Unless I mean, he changes in the next three or four years. Five T.O. years. had his time. Maybe they he? could give it to him and then not allow, like invite him. Not invite him. <laughs> Just... Maybe he won't I go. I recognise you, great. But Maybe he wouldn't go. Stay there. Yeah. Five five years. Get in as on... quick as he could because of his off-the-field issues. But Tio's off-the-field issues are nothing, nothing in comparison to this absolute meltdown of a human in Antonio Brown. Yeah. yeah. Nothing. So funny. He'll be the halftime show <laughs> before he's in the Hall <laughs> of Fame. He'll be the Super Bowl halftime show. Or even what, worse. Kanye? He'll be like the opening kickoff pre-game show, which is so much more like degrading than being Ooh. the Super Bowl halftime show. Yeah. Or the Thanksgiving halftime show. Yeah. Ooh, Speaking yeah. of which, just quickly, of course, we'll talk about it on on the week, but those games look pretty good. The first two, the ones we'll definitely be awake for. Yeah. Lions, Bills will be Lions, good. Bills. Good blowout Giants, to watch. Cowboys. Yeah. Yeah. I like watching the Bills destroy teams. Yeah. Yeah, Giants Cowboys no. is actually quite important as well in terms of playoff standings, possibly. And it actually means something this year. Yeah. yeah. The first time in many. Years.